who doesn't like going out and having a glass of wine and celebrating liberty? Well, if you're in Alameda County, don't worry. I have an amazing event for you coming up on Sunday, October 3rd at 1 p.m., the 15th annual Wine and Liberty Celebration at Westover Vineyards Winery, sponsored by the Libertarian Party of Alameda County. Questions, email Elizabeth Stump, LPAC, Vice Chair at Vice Chair at LPAC. We can become great at doing the the things that we do well, the things that we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have been amazing at doing that. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement you start to ask questions that piques interest and get him to feel like okay this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out and then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems build that natural trust i know i went in the monologue there man <laughs> instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics showing you how to ask better questions tell better stories and ultimately change people's minds and now your host brian nichols Happy Friday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us. Did you check out every single episode that aired every single day this week? That's right. We are daily. If you missed it, go back. Jeremy Todd did an amazing sales episode here back on Thursday and today on Friday's episode. We are back in the swing of things having a fun conversation today. We're digging into is there a hole in Ethereum? Donnie Gebert returns to the program and he may have found something that is raising some red flags. So make sure you got your pencils out, folks. Take some notes because this is going to be a very, very in-depth episode. You don't want to miss it. So with that being said, on to the show, Donnie Gebert here on The Brian Nichols Show. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello, I'm Brian. doing good. Donnie, how have you been, my friend? It's been a while since we had you in the show. You've been a little busy, to say the least, eh? I, I have watched the market a lot, but I've really been just, just been chilling out. I took my kids on vacation, and I didn't do much all summer, other than watch the developing nonsense. I, you know, Afghanistan just ended. So yeah. other than that. Well, and really quick, let's let's because obviously since you were last in the show, we we've had a very nice opportunity here to introduce a lot of new folks to the Brian Nichols show. So quickly, let's reintroduce who you are to that new audience. And then let's segue from that into our topic of conversation today, which is a big red flag you raised up to me. Is there a hole in Ethereum? But first, Donnie, a recap. Who are you and what kind of got you on this path where we're talking about Ethereum today? I wrote two books. One is how to automate a legislature. The other is basically just a book on critical thinking and and how to not get lost in so many handoffs the way um, the way people present stuff. You know, um, Jordan Belfort's very good. The Wolf of Wall Street is Jordan Belfort. He's very good at sliding stuff into a sales pitch and he teaches people online now how sales works well if you go over there and watch it's kind of a self-defense course against the salesman if you watch the tactics they use so the second book is kind of tactics that'll get a lawyer and a salesman out of your life the first book is automating the legislature which will get all the politicians out of our life 
and and uh, the the manner in which I do stuff is crypto, uh, all blockchain stuff because you're the owner of your private keys. You uh, there's no it's all peer to peer systems, and there's no government actors. There's no no government actors and no middlemen. So because the systems are peer to peer, they're very secure. So let's dig into now the the red flag you raised up. It's not that you want to get rid of all salesmen because I I would love to. I think that's an entirely separate conversation to have. But right. the other red flag you raised up and that it was earlier that there seems to be something wrong in in Ethereum. There there there's something that raised a red flag on your end and you want to dig into what that red flag was. So let's start off here. What is this hole in Ethereum and why should people be concerned? Well, there's tons and tons of bad information in the crypto space. Lots. Bitcoin maximalism is kind of a religion that goes around. Bitcoin is a working prototype. And then Bloomberg and Forbes and every everybody on Wall Street who tells you that a derivative product is a good idea advertises it to you. All of the stuff in the real crypto ecosphere is built on Ethereum. So the way I, I, I like a level playing field and when I can't play my game because you know when i can't do stuff in a market because the market seems to have some sort of weird dynamic to it i'll go find out why so i found what what i'm going to call it's not to be worried like there's no i wouldn't say any there's a problem with ethereum in any way shape or form it's just understanding how new crypto systems come into being ETH is great, <clears throat> has lots of stuff built on top of it. Huge network effect. People don't understand Metcalf's law. And if they think Bitcoin is 50 grand a piece, ETH does ETH at three grand and Bitcoin at 50 grand. None of this really makes sense. I was trading in 2018. And while I didn't sell any of my coin, the entire portfolio basically crashed in USD terms. So I started digging around about how did all of this stuff work? Well, there is a coin, another one called Syscoin, S-Y-S. And this basically has, there's an ERC-20 contract on Ethereum called S-Y-S-X. And Syscoin just goes back and forth between Ethereum and Syscoin as it wants to. Now, you have to learn about the Syscoin system. It's very similar to Bitcoin, but it's 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 Bitcoin 4.0. I'm not selling Syscoin. I'm saying if you go look at the market dynamics and everybody's wondering, why do these prices go wild? Why are they all crazy? You can go find the evidence. And you've seen it, Brian. You can probably explain it more from your angle because you, you're the you're the guy who's just coming into the conversation. You can explain how, how you were looking at it. I showed you where there's either clear bot trading or some kind of security protocol. It's absolutely not man-made. It's not an accident on on a pair called the Syscoin Ethereum pair. Well, when you go to the Syscoin website, they just advertise there's a Syscoin Ethereum bridge. None of this is particularly relevant until you realize there isn't a, a, a price oracle there. Well, if there's not a price oracle there, how are all these prices go wildly awry, but this one this one pair has, a, has an active Fourier series on it? Hmm. So you go ahead and fill in, you know, you bring me back into your your part of the conversation here. Yeah. So the Fourier Fourier series, now we're not going to watch the video now, but Mm -hmm. what we'll do is we'll include this video that you sent me in the show notes because a a Fourier series I had never heard of before. Um, But here, we'll bring this up here just so you can see. So we'll just play create this graph 
by doing nothing but adding together curves. And I found so like, the, the graph for the people who didn't see it, it will go back here for a hot sec. It's it's a complete downward slope, and then it's like uh, a bouncy ball hits and goes down, right? And it's at a certain angle. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. There's a there's a point with this foyer series where the the replicating lines they can't be made in nature. So you start to see all of a sudden that this has to be manipulated in some way, shape, or form. Can you dig into more about how that manipulation actually takes place? Well, there is nothing in nature that would create a Fourier series, period. That is a man-made tool. So it's obviously happening on this pair. And that's all you really have to understand to start extrapolating to how do these systems work and why are we getting so much bad information? It's obvious we get lots and lots and lots of bad information. So, I mean, the Afghanistan war unraveling is all everybody should be able to point at. Never mind the elections and never mind COVID. We're swimming. I, I've done um, podcasts on psychological warfare and how this is basically just an entire psychological warfare scenario while the Great Reset is happening right underneath our feet. And they're advertising it, but what is the evidence? Where does it, where do you look for it? Well, the fraudulent banking system and the fraudulent fiat system, they, they're going away. Fiat is the rotary dial phone of currency. It's garbage. And we're going, and we're going to get rid of it. Well, the thing that's going to replace it is cryptocurrency. And a lot of people say, Oh, it's going to be gold and silver. Well, when you get into how the commodities are traded and how currencies are traded, this goes into a long economic monetary rabbit hole about tokenization and how Bitcoin doesn't have enough tokens. So what's the next thing? It's Ethereum. Ethereum is different than Bitcoin. It's a very complicated topic. So just walking through it from the basics, Bitcoin is a working prototype. It's It couldn't function in all of the ways that it's been advertised. It, it, the governance structure will not change. The, the, all of the people who were doing, you know, the, the arguments that were had by the people doing the mining, it, it is the way it is. But it's just a working prototype. It, it can't really do anything other than it is pristine collateral. Um, Mark Cuban says it's art. It's a good way to learn what is a blockchain system, what is a currency system, and how does it change the way humans do currency. Ethereum does pre-adjudication. If you've seen the Tom Cruise, there's a Tom Cruise movie about pre-crime. Pre-adjudication is when your money and all of the details are, are in the smart contract. And then the smart contract relies on oracles outside data sources that validate some, some conditions of the contract have been met. Once the oracles tell the contract things are good, everything is done. There's no lawyers there's no judges. There's no legislature. The contract in and of itself is pre-adjudication all the way to this only works one of two ways. I get paid because the process went through or the process didn't go through and your money goes back to your wallet. That's a very good way to run these systems without anyone in between. Well, that that changes. Ethereum changes the way court systems and governments work. That's the huge thing. That's the huge thing. And, and you'll notice all the stable coins are on Ethereum. So Ethereum's where all the network effect is. It's where all of the big stuff is. And then this one coin that does a lot, it does lots of transactions per second, has managed to breach Ethereum. And everybody needs to know where it is. You need to go buy a bit because this is functionally going to replace what everyone believes Bitcoin is. 
this is most likely going to be what uh, a couple of years ago in the market, there was this this campaign of what's the next Bitcoin? Syscoin is probably going to do that because it has it has this relationship with Ethereum that's security plus incestuous. So the take me where you're at from there. Well, let's let's make this go back to your average person. I'll remove this screen here. Actually, let's get rid of it. There we go. Um, because I don't think we need to maybe go into the weeds really quick. Let's make this make sense to your average person. So okay. we're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about crypto. We're talking about Ethereum. We're talking about Syscoin. There's a lot of stuff that's being tossed out there. Okay. So let's make this for your average person. What would be, let's just say, you know, you paint the, the economy that you, you could see this, you know, going forward with. What would this be in terms of a direct impact on your average person? Um, the average person, you're probably already seeing some of this. If you, um, my mother's Sam's Club app in her phone is already kind of designed to do QR codes. Crypto is all done on QR codes. So as you see more, more QR code places, you, you can start seeing the opportunity for crypto to open up. But I think the easiest way to maybe understand why this Fourier series is relevant is called arbitrage. Arbitrage is a pretty simple concept. Um, if you're buying ounces of gold in Austin for $500 or $1,500 an ounce, and you're selling them in Dallas for $2,000 an ounce, I will be driving back and forth, back and forth until the, until I'm not going to get paid like that to do it anymore. Well, when the bots do this, when, when Wall Street high trade high speed trading bots commit arbitrage, it looks like throwing money into a wood chipper because it goes really fast. It's not me driving between Austin and Dallas to exploit a gap in the market. It will happen so fast that, that you know, those Wall Street shorts get liquidated real fast. So because because there is bot trading, we know that certain certain systems would be very vulnerable through just the arbitrage mechanic. Well, Ethereum, there's only one Ethereum and it's a big deal. So if Ethereum has any kind of weird arbitrage, everybody would want to get out of Ethereum. Well, this isn't this isn't the bad kind of weird arbitrage. It's the good kind. So it's not panic out of Ethereum. It's what is Syscoin? What is Ethereum doing? And how are we going to be doing payment processing three to five years from now? Maybe sooner because Afghanistan war just ended and that's known to end an empire. So what's what do you think this is going to do for your average person right now, I guess, going forward immediately? Do you see this being a chance? How about this? I know you're not a financial advisor, but like, what would you recommend somebody to do? Should we you just go out and, and buy Syscoin? Well, I, I don't I try not to intentionally shill anything. I say because um, understanding like a lot of people think when you're buying crypto, you're investing. No. If, if you are buying a product, a stock or something like that, you're investing. If you buy euros with your dollars, you're not really investing. Unless somehow you think you're going to play some currency game and you're going to make more money. But OK, but otherwise, you're, you're really not investing when you buy another crypt, uh, currency. Well, cryptos are really another currency. And and there are several examples where I, I the three I say are Doge, Syscoin and Digibyte and those three are all underneath a dollar. So when I say you go take some USD and you save money in these currencies, someone could might want to call that speculative saving. Oh, okay, that's fine. 
w- w- there's enough information now that this w- isn't really speculation. The USD is inflating and these other currencies do very well against an inflating currency. So those three systems, Digibyte, Syscoin, and Doge, are all underneath the dollar. So if you are going to go put USD into them, you are going to get more than one. For every dollar you put in, you're going to get more than one. You'll get uh, three or five. So this is, I'm going to save this. Imagine just like the euro, right? If you're going to go to Europe uh, next year and you see an opportunity to buy euros, to go to Europe on your trip, you buy them when they're cheap. It is somewhat of a speculative gamble that somehow you wouldn't be able to get it cheaper between now and your vacation, but you see an opportunity and you say, okay, I'm, the euro fell against the dollar. I'm going to, I'm going to cash in and I'm going to try and get some, some more stuff when I go to Europe. That's all you're really doing with cryptos. You're saying, I recognize that these are not bullshit systems. You have to do your homework to do that. But once you're past, these are, this is not child nonsense that they put on on Bloomberg and Forbes and all those people, they talk shit about it intentionally because they want you, they want you in USD and they want you in the banking system forever. And these systems are going to replace those. So saving is under a dollar. Investing is over a dollar. If you're going to pay more than a dollar for something, you better be able to justify it as an investment. And that again is a research pool that you have to do for every single stop. If, uh, if Mark Cohotis is, shorting is short selling he is shorting one company well when i'm telling you this i'm kind of shorting the whole crypto market i'm not shorting it i'm not saying it's it's a problem i'm saying every one of us stands better off to save in some of these cryptos 25 100 bucks whatever you want to save in the same way because you're you're definitely getting more than one to one so if you think it's a bad idea, you spend 20 bucks and you go, okay, I'm going to get a hundred of these for 20 bucks and we'll see what happens in a year. The end, you're saving, you're, you're putting it away. That's not really investment advice. You're going to buy some, and some of these cryptos are over a dollar. Ethereum's over three grand, right? It's like 3,700. So that is investment advice. And I don't necessarily tell anybody to go buy Ethereum unless they're putting 25 grand in the market at a time. So I had a client and... I put 205,000 for her in the market. It's at 1.9 right now. I don't really measure in dollars anymore because I'm kind of, I, I do measure in dollars as a, okay, yes, we're definitely seeing the inflation in cryptos against the dollars. Wild, wild idea. It's like 10x inflation if you're going to look at it in that way. So saving is less than a dollar. Investing is more than a dollar. I say we are saving in cryptos a little bit in those. And understanding why you're getting involved with them. Syscoin seems to be the replacement for Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is just pure FUD. Bitcoin is a great system to learn from, but it is a working prototype. And and the reason it is so heavily advertised is because those people want you looking at the thing that's irrelevant. I think it's good because and good being Bitcoin, because it does help start the conversation. I think sometimes the hardest part, Donnie, is is actually getting somebody to say, yeah, I get this. I see why this is important going forward beyond just the, as we've discussed, right? It's not an investment. It's it's actually going to be its own system going forward. It's going to make these old, decrepit financial institutions irrelevant. And that's a good thing. So let's do this. Uh, I want to set a roadmap for people going forward 
let's say for your average person who they're like, okay, I this is interesting. I'm curious. Donnie, you know what? Believe it or not, as a sales guy, you piqued my interest, right? Okay. Now they want to go ahead and they we have an action item. So what would you say would be some definitive action item steps that people can take if they want to start learning more and starting to, I guess, not invest, but rather save some of their money in alternative forms of cryptocurrency? All right. Well, Donnie's hypothetical timeline goes somewhere between September 11th and October 1st. The federal government starts seeing a, a, a funding issue. And, you know, let's let's face it. The smartest financial people on the planet are way ahead of where most of us are. Maybe not me. I'm not being a dick, but maybe. But there's a lot of people who are, you know, especially when it comes to dollars. You know, people at BlackRock were buying land because they knew how. And now it's a big scandal. So because the U.S. government is going to start having a dollar wobble and they're going to have a financial wobble, the more more people are going to start finding out how cryptocurrencies work. No, we are not going to switch over to a central bank digital currency. Will there be one? Yes. Will everyone use it? No. So a lot of the hype, you know, um, these channels are selling people Bitcoin and central bank digital currencies. You don't want either for lots of reasons. What you do want to do is understand how blockchains are changing government systems, banking systems, monetary system and economic systems. That's where it gets very complicated. Learning Bitcoin is pretty simple. Learning Ethereum is actually pretty simple. Learning Syscoin is a real education, but it's not that hard. The problem is how all of these blockchain systems change the human systems, the economic, the monetary Um the legal, the, the statutory systems, because of pre-adjudication, judges will not be able to overturn smart contracts. No one will be consulted. This will go on behind state door, you know, without state rules. No one will be consulted. So that's the real hard education. And that's where you, you know, Bob Murphy is a really good economist. And, and then he writes a book on how to do decentralized defense. So you take this economic, if you don't know economics, trying to read one of Bob's books is a nightmare because it's two concepts at once. It's you got to follow Bob's economic understanding in a defense sense. Well, when you're learning blockchain, you know, once you understand Ethereum and then you understand a court system, you might understand that your court system could die very quickly to Ethereum because it's garbage. And the uh, I, my first book is basically peer-to-peer law. Uh, David Freeman wrote a book on peer-to-peer law, and, and so did I, on how to put it on a blockchain. It's, it's basically his idea, but how do you organize it on a blockchain? It would work very well. And, and then so you start seeing monetary and legal systems dying to this disruptive technology. That's what it is. And we're going to live through that change. And anybody who didn't think so, welcome to the end of the Afghanistan war. So we go talking about our target market, right? We This is one of the things we're focusing on in the, the sales and marketing world. And we see there's like, what, 50% of Americans out there who are very apathetic in voting. They don't get involved in the political process. And I, I hear the reoccurring theme being because they either A, don't think that their vote matters, or B, doesn't really impact them. They're going to do their own thing anyways. And The more I think about it, the more I'm realizing that that kind of 50% of people who understand that, yeah, the system's broken and they're like, yeah, my vote's wasted because the system's broken. And you couple in, well, things are just going to happen and change as it is. 
Donnie, we, we kind of already have 50% of the populace who are in the mentality of open for something different because they see that the existing solutions that we have in place, they suck. So I'm fascinated to see where we're going to go with this because as more and more people start to turn that apathy and start to focus on the solutions that you're bringing to the table today in, in looking at Syscoin, for example, as this whole in Ethereum, um, I'm, I'm curious to see what this can do as we start to look from a philosophical standpoint, right? Because more and more people will start to see the value of having this decentralized approach without having the oversight from some one monopoly on violence from the top down. So I think it's exciting because it's giving us a real roadmap that we can now follow and show people without having to force feed them, you know, books every single time. We can instead just say, look at the value that this is doing. Look at, look at the things you can do now. The things you don't have to worry about, the things that are now just becoming irrelevant by the sheer nature of the solution existing. Well, let's let us go back to science. Metcalf's law is how network effects work with people. Okay, so like you said, fifty percent of people are voting less or less than fifty percent of people are voting. That means that fifty percent of the people have a different network. It is non-voters. And they are now the biggest, technically, voting. I understand they're not a voting bracket. The problem is the system conveniently and authoritatively decides who it's going to and who not account, who who is and who isn't essential. (laughs) So because the system does that, everybody doesn't get to choose their network. um, Your state legal networks are done by geography. A long time ago, that was pretty much required. These days, it's not, and that's going to change. When is it going to change? I don't know. But as I do know that the fiat money machine is pretty much the only reason the illusion is still alive. The only reason anybody can even put Joe Biden on TV right now is because there's a fiat money machine on somewhere. Otherwise, nobody would even watch. So when we're going to understand we should choose our own network, that's where we're going to take, you know, some people have already moved out of the dollar because they don't like how it works. I don't blame them. The fiat money machine is the thing that the, the dollar has two problems. The first is it's not a scientific unit of measurement. And that's the really big one. The second one is it's the war coin. And if we do, if we're going to be at war, I could see having a war coin. But I don't see the reasons that we should be at war. And I kind of know why better than every politician on this goddamn planet. So when we have to learn how to replace this, it's Metcalf's law is the network effect. And you need to with um, this is where everybody just takes back their own money and you spend your money in the places you want to. You don't get to make the one baker bake a gay cake, whatever a gay cake is, but you spend your money elsewhere. And then you tell your friends. Don't buy your cakes there. That's about all. We don't need a legislature to come down on all of these people who don't do what other people want. And that's really how the system is going to really change. Slowly. We're, we're on our way there. Well, we're on our way, right? We're, I think this is part of the, the challenge we've seen. Politics only gets you political solutions. And it comes to people. I mean, let's look at, you know, the, the take human action. It really requires people to take that action to start to just say, you know what, we're going to build the solutions 
and make those political solutions that are only enforced by that monopoly on violence just can make them irrelevant. And uh, as we do that, hey, Donnie, you know, we're going to have more and more people asking us questions beyond monetary systems, beyond cryptocurrencies. So uh, when they want to ask those questions, we want to make sure we point them the right direction. So with that being said, where can folks go ahead and follow you to keep up uh, the conversation going? The null hypothesis of politics.com, the art of war 2020.com at direct Republic on Twitter. I'm on Spotify too. the direct Republic podcast is on Spotify. And that's more for our audio listener. But hey, for everybody, go ahead into your show notes. Click the uh, the Brian Nichols show artwork. It'll bring you right to our website, which you'll go ahead and find our episode posted there with Donnie's bio, as well as all the links there in the notes as well. But with that being said, yes, folks, we'll include that in the show notes. But go ahead, check out all that Donnie's doing. And with that being said, Donnie Gebert, thank you so much for joining us on today's very educational episode of The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for having me, Brian. Have you checked out the new Brian Nichols Show collection over at Proud Libertarian? Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop and you can grab some amazing Liberty swag that will definitely help pique some interest from our good ideas don't require force snapbacks, Alexa overthrow the government t-shirts, question everything mugs, and of course our ever popular don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. The Brian Nichols Show shop over at Proud Libertarian has all the Liberty swag you need. And hey, if you're looking for more awesome Liberty apparel check out the rest of the amazing proud libertarian store while you're over there and be sure to use code tbns at checkout to get 10 percent off your entire order that's right 10 percent off your entire order from proud libertarian including everything over at the brian nichols show shop and all you have to use is code tbns at checkout one more time head to brian forward slash shop and check out the brand new brian nichols show store over at proud libertarian and use code tbns at checkout for 10 percent off your entire Entire order. Alrighty, folks, that's gonna wrap up our conversation with Donnie Gebert. Told you, if I told you it was gonna be intense, and if you didn't have your pencils, I don't don't know what to tell you. Actually, that's not true. I do know what to tell you. No worries, I promise. Because if you head to the show notes, there's an entire transcription of today's episode. Thank you, Otter AI. Uh, please head down to the uh, the show notes if you want to go ahead and learn more. Though, uh, of course, the links will be there in Donnie's uh, biography. So please. Click on uh, his his profile there in the show notes. You can learn more and also find all of his social media as well as his website. But other than that, folks, that's all I have for you this week. If you enjoyed all of our episodes, please make sure you tell your friends about it. But otherwise, with that being said, coming up here on Saturday. That's right. We have a Saturday episode and we are hearing from good friend of the show and just an awesome all around great person, Jess Mears. And she is talking about the value of of building communities make sure you've hit that subscribe button so you're not missing our super special saturday episode but with that being said it's brian nichols signing off here on the brian nichols show for donnie gebert we'll see you tomorrow thanks for listening to the brian nichols show find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com if you enjoyed today's episode don't forget to subscribe want to help us reach more people give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at bnicholsliberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network.
Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.